This is Tennessee Talks with United States Congressman Tim Burchett. Hello, I'm Congressman Tim Burchett, and welcome back to another episode of Tennessee Talks. On today's episode, we're here at McGee-Tyson Airport, and I'm joined by Patrick Wilson, President of the Metropolitan Knoxville Airport Authority. And Patrick, I want to thank you for joining me on Tennessee Talks. Um, it's customary to give me a fist bump. <laughs> Congressman, thank you for the yeah. opportunity to join you. Well, it's great to have you on the show, brother. Let's talk about these um, winter storms that we've been having in Tennessee. I know it's, it's warming up today. I think it's above freezing for the first time. And, in several days. A, a, a week ago it looked quite different for us. So yeah. uh, we are just now finally digging out of, of what's left with a lot of it. Um, our, uh, our team here at the Airport Authority did an amazing job. They um, came in, I believe it was on the 14th, which was a Sunday, and, and we initiated our winter operations plan. and. Um, they, they fought the winter weather, ice and snow for about a 24-hour period. And it's been a while since we've had that much precipitation yeah. come down uh, in, in that form. I think we ended up getting about 10 inches uh, of snow and then with that came some ice. And the snow we can handle pretty well, the ice is sometimes beyond our control. Yeah, that is out of control. I think somebody said since it's the most that stayed on the ground the longest since 1994. So that's, uh, you know, it's funny, I was, um, I was delayed in, in Washington, ended up my chief of staff, Michael Grider, um, and I, we rented a vehicle and drove home because Washington, um, although they didn't receive anywhere near what we had, they just shut the whole thing down. I mean, it was just shut down, you know, and, and they kept saying, well, there's trouble on the other end, and we called, and, and, a fa and, and, and the facts were that you all were actually flying airplanes out of here, it's just they couldn't get them off the ground in D.C., and um, they uh, were just unprepared, so it was kind of a... It's kind of ironic that it was worse weather here, yet they did a better job than they did in our nation's capital. But I guess that's, that's the federal government at its finest. We had a little bit of a period where we had about 600 people that our <coughs> you know, regional road systems were a little shut down and, and for a while we couldn't fly aircraft out. So we had about 600 people in the terminal building overnight wow. unexpectedly. And, Thankfully, the, the uh, airport authority staff and, and the terminal tenant community, we came together and right. went on a shopping run to a food city and, and brought in enough uh, food and drink and uh, various things to take care of about 600 people overnight. That's, that's so incredible. It, it, was a, it, it was a good experience in the yeah. middle of a, a bad storm. Yeah, I think it shows what East Tennessee is about. It's amazing people visit here and things like that are always what sticks in their mind. It's, um, it's the extra effort that folks like yourself and your people did. What, what was it like for your crews? I know um, they must have had some serious uh, hardship there. Well, uh, our uh, particular airfield maintenance department, uh, our operations department, the public safety department, they, they do uh, a lot of work to keep the airfield safe every day. And then you put a, a snow event with that much frozen you know, snow and ice yeah. coming down. Uh, they had about a 24-hour period where uh, they were just working as hard as they could with the equipment we had, and uh, there was just so much uh, to that storm, pumping all that moisture in out of the Gulf and, and hitting the jet stream. Um, and uh, we've got a lot of experienced uh, men and women who uh, really uh, know what they're doing in those storms, and, and they, uh, I think they, they served the region well and, and made the right safety calls when they had to make yeah, them as well. They did great work. We're very proud of them. Um, 
Now, since COVID, the passport processing times, they've seemed to have been a huge issue for us anyway, and it's one that we, that I've personally been pushing with the U.S. State Department to fix. So I'm glad that they recently announced that the processing times are finally back to pre-COVID levels. Everything's pre-COVID or before, when did that happen? Before or after COVID, and it was pre-COVID. You know, it's spring break just around the corner. I've, we've been encouraging folks to, you know, get their passports checked now. They always call and say, hey, I just checked my passport. It's not, it's not, uh, uh, it's not due anymore, or it's not good anymore. And. Um, you know, and they have to have time to get them renewed. And according to the State Department, more Americans can travel abroad now than any other time in our history. There are over 160 million valid U.S. passports in circulation. I think about half of those are in the second congressional district for the calls that we get. But of course, it's it's double. It's actually double from what it was in 2007, I believe. Um, I know that has to imp impact the airports because you see the folks in here when I fly out every week and fly back in and they're always, where are you headed? Well, I'm headed to New York and then I'm headed to London or I'm headed somewhere else across the, across the globe. Didn't y'all just have the busiest time that you've ever, month in airport history? Is that, did I read that? October was the busiest month in airport history. Um, and actually the last 10 months, we've set record numbers for that same month compared to any other month uh, or any other year. And then uh, 2023 was a new record setting year for us in total passengers. We, we, we had about 2.9 million passengers come through the terminal building. So. Uh, we've we've been on a, a growth period uh, for the last five years. Even with um, three years of downturn during the pandemic, we've increased 30 percent. So, um, what the activity we're seeing at the airport really reflects the the activity in the region, people moving here, economic activity, and thankfully our airlines that serve the airport have responded and, and they've put in more flights to more places on bigger aircraft. So we've seen a lot of growth. Um, you know, and just this last year, 2023, was a 13% increase over 2022. So we're, we're very blessed with a lot of activity and we're trying to, to make sure we're trying to stay ahead of that growth for the, the benefit of the region as well. In addition to the checking the expirations on your passports, do you, got it, do you have any other tips for some of our spring break travelers? Uh, well, uh, on the passport issue, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, we still hear a little bit of the older thinking of, uh, well, I've got a birth certificate, and some countries will, will accept that, and we're yeah. trying to get that message out that that just doesn't um, that work that way anymore. Fly literally and figuratively. And uh, to, to apply, you know, we're hearing six to eight weeks on passport uh, processing, and uh, so I'm glad you're recommending people to uh, to make that happen early. Uh, in addition to that, we would encourage people to really book their flights early. If you can book at least 30 days or more in advance, you're going to get the, the, the most options and the best fares on flights. And then come early to the airport. Um, during all this growth, we, we also have a lot of expansion, particularly this year. We're going to need to shut down part of our parking garage, our lots, because we're about to build a new parking garage to, to accommodate all the growth. So we're going to have some challenges, some growing pains um, through this summer and really through the end of this year. So we would encourage people to come to the airport during those peak travel times up to two hours early to make sure that they're um, finding a place to park and getting through the process. Uh, we have a great efficient TSA here. That's usually not an issue, but during those peak periods, you just never know. So come early, book early, uh, pack light for travel, and uh, you'll, you'll have a good um, spring 
travel experience through yeah. the airport. You, you touched on it with the infrastructure, but the traffic's got to impact that. Um, you got ongoing projects, and the um, is the two million dollar grant from the FAA. Was that was that for the parking garage, or what was that? For? No, that that was another important project. Uh, we need both uh, parking space, both for automobiles and aircraft. So that that federal grant, we are putting that together with some other federal dollars that that we had available to do about a thirteen million dollar expansion to the terminal ramp. Uh, adjacent to the terminal building to allow us to have more place to park aircraft, particularly overnight. Um, our airlines have added so many flights and the aircraft are getting bigger that that two million will be part of that $14 million project and it should give us about seven additional commercial airline parking locations, not on the terminal building. We could certainly use that, but this is at the edge of the ramp and help um, help keep up with the growth that we're seeing from the airline. So, you know, we certainly appreciate that and certainly appreciate the work you do to, to make those funds available. You know, out of all the complaints I get, uh, it's never about anything or anything around this airport because the TSA, the the, the check-in, the, the security, everybody is just so courteous and they understand people are in a hurry and they're a little frazzled and in the big cities, you know, Washington or that fly through other areas, it just, it's just not that case. It's just they're, they're kind of, uh, they forget who they work for and they work for us, you know, you and me and the, and the people that are flying. And, um, um, but here they don't, it just, uh, I think it's just, it goes to the quality of people that you recruit and the quality of the community. Um, at this point, this is the point of the show that I dislike the most, where I'm, I ask you uh, if you, you can ask me any question you would like. Uh, oh, well, that's a great opportunity. Um, the uh, number one, I'll start off by maybe giving you a thank you, and this will lead into a question. Uh, I appreciate the, the role you play serving on the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee, and, and probably more importantly to us, the Aviation Subcommittee. Yeah. Um, I, I know in that position you uh, get a lot of exposure to the aviation industry as a whole. And what I mean by that is uh, the airlines, the FAA, and airports. The unions, everything uh, else. Yes, sir. What, uh, be interested from that seat, what are we doing right as an industry, if you look at all those entities, and then what are we doing wrong? Well, what you're doing right is um, I think you're, you're listening to the public. Um, what we're doing wrong, I see, um, and this is just me personally, I, I tend to, um, um, I think we, we get too caught up in the politi politically correct end of it all. And there's a lot of worry within government that this, um, like the DEI and all these other things that we, and I have a saying in our office, put the best player in coach. And they're afraid that we're gonna get, um, and I, I don't care, I don't care the gender, I don't care uh, what they wear, I don't care anything else of, of, of um, you know, of the, um, the air traffic controllers, for instance. I think you just put the best people in those positions. And there's, there's a worry that, that we're, we're um, some of the industry and maybe some of the union and some of the others are pushing towards those initiatives that we don't put the best in and that it, it, you know, some criteria or whatever the outside of just the realm of, 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 of being the best that they, uh, in that position. I always tell people if Congress was the NFL, um, 
Peyton Manning would still be waiting to get in, you know. So I, I think that, that's something we've all got to be cautious of. And that, that pendulum swings one way, goes to the other. And so that, that's something that I think a lot of people in Congress are concerned about. But I've, I've always been um, pleased that, that all those entities would listen to us when we have complaints and concerns. And they're good to explain stuff to us because it's not you know, you, you, being a civilian, I'm not a pilot. The chairman of our committee actually is a pilot. And um, and he understands, because we talk about, a lot of times I'll ask him something before I go to the committee. And it, comes, it, and it saves me a lot, of, mm -hmm. a lot of embarrassment because it was something so obvious, but, but because he's a pilot, you know, that I would not know that answer. And so um, <clears throat> those are a lot of things, I think. But that's, that's just communications and things like that. But overall, we gripe about our, our travel in this country, but it's the best in the world. It's the best in the world. It's the safest. Uh, my chief of staff, Michael Greider, and I had this conversation last week when we were driving back. I said, you know, it's amazing. I've I, I maybe flown a half a dozen times before I got elected to Congress. And now I, I know flight attendants. I know the, the bag check at both ends, uh, Washington and here. And, and when we were, during COVID, we had to go through Charlotte. And we, we just became friends with all these people. And they all, um, you know, similar goals. They have families. They want to get home safely to them, and they appreciate us flying with them. And um, and, but the thing that surprised me was we've I've never had an incident. We've always landed, and it's nothing like on television, you know. And I can't tell you if I if driving in that amount of time, I've had a few fender benders, you know. But you, it's just it's, it is still the safest form of travel that that, that you, statistically that you can be involved in, and I'm very grateful for that. It certainly uh, it takes a lot of people behind the scenes to move a passenger, a lot of organizations, and, and we, we certainly appreciate the work of the aviation uh, subcommittee and, and the various programs um, that it oversees in, in helping support and move that forward in a positive way. Well, Patrick, I appreciate you, brother, and I appreciate you coming on with me today. I'm here at McGee Tyson. We're very thankful for the great work you all do, and, um, and that, that goes without saying. So, and I'm Congressman Tim Birch, and I want to thank you all for listening and watching another episode of Tennessee Talks. And as always, thank you all for sending me here. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tennessee Talks. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Keep up with Congressman Burchett by following Rep. Tim Burchett on Twitter and Instagram and Congressman Tim Burchett on Facebook and YouTube.